0: And I don't hear from him until like three weeks later. So anyway, we go out on a date um, and he is really cute and really interesting and really tall, like six foot four. And, um, he, and he said, oh, you know what? I've been on um this site for five years. I'm like, five years? Oh my God, shoot me. And he said, oh, I never check it. I keep forgetting and it just auto renews all the time. And, uh, and I've just been on it forever and I just happened to check it and I saw you and, um, he goes, I was just lucky that I checked it that week. So, you know, some of these people, like they just forget to check and I'm like, thankful this guy finally checked. Um, so anyway, um, fast forward, he's like perfect for me. We start dating this past Christmas, Christmas, 2023, we got engaged. Um, So, does it work? Yeah, it works for my clients. I mean, more important, well, I mean, I'm happy it works for me, but it works.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Lifelong Learners Collective. We're going to talk about a really hot topic today. We're going to talk about dating. I have with me Andrea McGinty. She is a dating expert. She has founded the company It's Just Lunch. They've been around since the 90s. I remember hearing the commercials about It's Just Lunch growing up. She also founded 33,000 Dates and she has over 110 locations globally. She has set up over 33,000 people on dates. So she's going to have a lot of insight about the dating world, navigating it as a millennial and living in a big city. So Andrea, thank you so much for being on the show.
0: Oh, hi, Ella. It's a pleasure. I'm excited to be here. I'm
1: excited to have you. I think you're going to be able to address a lot of the burning, burning questions that people have, and just I just know so many people, you know, living in Nashville and just other metropolitan areas are just trying to navigate the ever-changing dating world. So I think that you're just the perfect guest for the show. Perfect guest to talk about this. I'm not. I am not a relationship expert by any stretch of the imagination. So (laughs)
0: I'm, I'm glad that you're here. Thank you. You know, I think there's so much confusion about dating, especially like when you're in a major market, because I don't think people realize there's over 1400 dating sites and dating apps out there. And it becomes like, Oh my gosh, what do I do? And the, I work with major cities and Nashville is like one of my home courts I play on. So I know, I know the Nashville market very well. I have both female clients and male clients in their thirties and forties, you know, in in your area. And it's, it's really, really confusing because, uh, you know, the old ways of meeting people like that, you know, the baby boomers did or the generation before um, the millennials, you know, where they, they met in college and they met in grad school and they met in the workplace. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you're a millennial and you're 35 or 40 and you're like, what, what do I, what do I do? How, how do I do online dating? And are there normal people out there? I mean, that's, that's one of the scary things, right? (laughs)
1: That's a really good question. Are there normal people out there?
0: (laughs) You know, that is the number one question I get in my male clients. Are there normal women out there or are they all married? I think all the good, good women are married off already. And I always laugh because I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's the exact same thing the women say to me. Like, are there any good men out there? I'm like, yes, there's totally, you know, good, good people out there. But you know what? You're not finding them in the bars now. You're not finding them, you know, in the clubs. Um, when you go out for drinks when you're 35 or 40, you know, with your girlfriends or friends, you're really going out not to pick up people and not to meet people, but to hang out with your, your group. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's, it's really changed. I think it's changed dramatically for the better um, if you know what you're doing with online dating. If you know what you're doing, you can have a lot of success. Over 65% of my clients are in relationships. So there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of good men. There's a lot of good women out there. That is so relieving to hear. Could you, and we talked a little bit
1: about this off the air, but could you have a background on yourself and how you started into the dating world, how you started being an expert in the dating world, just your journey for us?
0: How I became an expert in the dating world. Oh my gosh, that there was no way I ever anticipated this. You know, when I was a kid selling Girl Scout cookies, you know, I, I thought I was going to take Wall Street by by storm. I've got an accounting and finance degree, and um, I was just always good. You know, when I when I look back at high school, um, I fixed up two of my high school friends who ended up in their like mid twenties getting married. I fixed up two of my college sweetmates um who got married and, and you know so I think I was always sorta of had this thing that I would I was good but you know I'm an accounting and finance degree. I was I you know dating like who makes a career out of dating and so anyway fast forward I'm in my early twenties I'm getting married and five weeks before the wedding he calls it off and I'm like I'm heartbroken. I am like I am heartbroken I'm Living in downtown Chicago, I'm you know kind of getting through the tears, and you know I thought this was my life. I thought he was you know he was it, so anyway, fast forward a few weeks, you know, I'm pretty spunky um uh, my friends start you know fixing me up on dates, and I'm like, oh my gosh, these are horrible. These are like a meeting for dinner and i'm I'm almost five foot ten, and I would show up and I would think okay, this is my best friend, Elise. And she just sent me out with a guy who's like five foot six. I feel like an Amazon woman, you know, I, and we have nothing in common. And the only reason we're on a date is because he was single and she was sick and I'm single. And so, you know, so Awkward. I, 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 oh, to, totally awkward. So, you know, I'm thinking there's gotta be a better way to meet people. And remember this is pre-Google. This is pre-internet dating. There is nothing out there. So I started thinking to myself, you know what? Wouldn't it be great if there was a way to meet people like kind of, and and I think what spurred it on was an executive recruiter called me. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be great if there was like an executive recruiter slash headhunter that instead of going in and talking about your professional life, you just talked about your personal life and they took over and you know, fixed you up on on dates that were with normal people and people that you had things in common with. And that's how It's Just Lunch was born. So I started it with my savings, which was all of $3,000. Uh, it, and it took off like wildfire. And the whole premise of It's Just Lunch was you came in, met with us for an hour, went away from our pool of people, we would fix you up on a lunch date. You would just know first names and last names. and Or first names, no last names. And we'd make right. the reservation at the restaurant for you. And you'd meet for a drink or you'd meet for lunch. And it took off like wildfire. So, you know, I had my first marriage in three months. And I still remember her name, Roberta and Jack. And I got a wedding invitation. And I was, like, so excited. And they were, like, in their mid-30s and that was kind of exciting. So that that was my first it's just lunch marriage, but fast forward um it takes off like wildfire and um 15 years later I had 110 locations globally and I was approached by a couple of private equity firms and I sold I sold it's just lunch basically. And part of the reason In the interim, I should also mention this. I had gotten married and I had a young daughter. And I was like, I saw the writing on the wall. I saw like the internet was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And this is like 2010. And it's starting to get better. It's not as scary. They still don't really have it all the way together. But then what happened next? Another kind of like aha moment. My brother calls me. I, and I have six younger brothers and sisters, so this is one of my brothers, he calls me and he's like a CFO at like kind of a big company and he's like, you know, online dating is awful. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? I go, just give me your password and your login and let me look at your account. So I look at my brother's account and I'm like, are you nuts? Like his photos were awful. I mean, so awful selfies, awful photos. I'm like, you're, you're a guy who's been on like squawk box. You know, you've been on TV talking like, and th- this is like what you post about yourself. No wonder you're like attracting these kind of women. And so as I delved in and I read his profile, which was even worse, I was like, oh my gosh. And so I redo everything on Jim's. He's never going to hear this stuff. Okay. I redo everything on Jim's. <laughs> Um, uh, dating app, and like a week or two later, he calls me, he goes, Do you know what? I've been going out on like way better dates. And and I said, have you looked at your dating profile? He goes, no. And I said, oh, I changed everything. And he's like, oh, I'm getting like high quality people. I'm like, okay. And that was my boom in my head that, and because also I had friends in their 30s and 40s complaining To me about online dating and i'm like you know what it is they don't know what to do they don't know how to navigate online dating they have no clue how this works and i did you know and i was like oh my gosh i could help people and you know that's the part about it's just lunch as it got bigger and bigger and bigger you know when you have 110 locations i'm no longer you know matchmaking or doing anything except running the company. And we, we have like six or 700 employees at this point and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, I miss like the one-on-one contact with clients. And I thought I could do this. I could make a business out of this. And so I named it 33,000 dates because seven or eight years ago, that's how many dates I had fixed up. And I had, I had 6,000 marriages at that point. And I thought okay, I'm going to help people. So what I do now is I help them get through all that stuff. Like, you know, okay, 1400 apps. Okay. We're in Nashville right now. Um, there are both good men and good women in Nashville. And I think you said something earlier. Did you say something earlier about Nashville? So I went to a live podcast
1: recording Um, My friend Sparrow, she is a matchmaker in Nashville, and she was on the podcast, got interviewed, and it was called Love Talks. And the host said that Nashville was rated one of the top three worst places to date for women, yet one of the best places to date for men. And we're all just looking around. It was like, well, there's, there's more women than men in Nashville, or that's what it seems like. There's a higher female to male ratio.
0: Aha. Okay. Okay. So to that point, I can definitely talk because I have both male clients and female clients in Nashville. So, okay. This is where you have to be super careful. Um, Okay. So demographically, um, Nashville, if we're looking just at like the 30 something and the 40 something crowd, Mm
1: -hmm. it's,
0: 52% 52% female, single, 48% male. So very close. Okay, so yeah. it's not like 70-30 or some you know number that's that's tough to work with. Here, here's the deal, though. I found in Nashville, we I have to be very careful what sites I I or apps I put my female clients on because I want them on a site and I do the research so partially it's my experience from you know doing this for 30 years the other part is hardcore research and I get paid research each month I pay for research from Pew and Gallup so I'm able to take somebody from Nashville you know let's say a 37 year old woman and look at her zip code we've done it her and I have done a zoom call by now I know what she's looking for and I'm able to then look at the top like 20, 25 sites and apps in Nashville and look at the demographic and see what's going to work both geographically and with the membership. So number one, and I'm thinking of a specific client that I just worked with uh, two weeks ago, I I ended up putting her on a site that 70% male, 30% female, which is where she belonged, and um, she was college educated. She also went to grad school and had a good degree of education of the people that were on, on that website, too. and um, or, or I should say app. And she's, and she's doing really well on that app right now. Now, had I put her on a different app. Now, this is where the men are like kids in a candy store. There, there there, are a couple of sites and apps in Nashville where it's like 80% female, 20% male. And the women just don't know that. You know, I'm privy to that information because this is what I do. You know, I I, I work with singles, everything from doing their Zoom call, writing their profile, vetting their photos, getting them all set up online, and then helping them with messaging. Um, you know, oh. That, that's that, that's another big mistake people make um, when they're online with uh, dating on the apps. They send, like, a wink or a heart or a like, and they don't, especially women, women, ladies, you know what? We are not living in the 1950s. Send a message that's, like, interesting and quirky and kind of. Make it make it like, you know, it's very colloquial and friendly, like you're talking to one of your buddies, one of your friends, and don't make it formal and, and don't say something like, how's your weekend? Or, wow, we have so much in common. You've got to say something quirky, unique, interesting, um, and short and sweet, like three sentences and under. And then, boom, you know, you want to hear his response, and then you want to go out on the date. So the other, should I go on with a couple more mistakes I see women making? Oh, yes, please do. Okay. So, okay. So this is a big one. I've, and I've followed this for a long time. So Stanford has had the study going on for over 20 years. And this, this, is, this is wild when you think about it. So from the time you see somebody online and you reach out to the time of your first date, So from when you reach out to when your first date schedule, if more than five days have passed, there's an 80% chance the date will never happen. So you've got to move, you know, instead of like looking at men um, and thinking, uh, oh, I'm going to think about him or I'm not sure. And, you know, waiting a while, waiting a week, waiting four days, they're going to be gone so you've you've got to move and, and you've got to like rank these people so when you're so this is one thing I teach my clients okay, so when you're online and you're looking at somebody i I use a scale of one to a hundred. Where does this person fall like you're looking at his photo, let's say you're on Bumble, so you've got limited information you've got a really short three hundred character um bio on the person got a couple pictures, you know where they went to school, you know a little bit about them. Um what what you really want to um be careful um about when you're um when you're on on, on a site like Bumble that you are looking for the since women can first reach out to the men you've got to reach out because you've got 24 hours and then that person goes away. Right. So that's just how that app works. And sometimes people come, you know, I'm working with somebody and I do weekly coaching sessions too. So we're coaching, you know, each week and I'm online with you and helping, you know, pick out and identify, you know, good, good men for you. Um, By the time we get back to that person, they're gone because, she did nothing, you know, and the the person expired and, you know, they moved on and they're dating somebody else. I kind of went off track there, didn't I? No, but I see what you're saying,
1: because there is kind of an urgency behind that. You know, if you're on, let's say the league, that's a dating app that I've used before. And, you know, you get three picks a day, they narrow it down to three picks. They look at your career profile to look at, make sure you know, evenly educated and you know, make sure you have a lot in common. I like that idea, like going off your LinkedIn profile. But again, you have to, if you want to message them, you have to message them and they may not check it very often. I'm bad about it. If I have, if I'm on a dating app and a lot of times I won't get the notification or I'll be at work or I'll be doing something else and. There'll be a message I got like five days ago that I'm just like, Oh, they probably think I'm a flake.
0: <laughs> right. It, it, you know that. Okay. So I also don't want you all to be online all the time uh, because you're going to burn out and you're going to get super frustrated. Yeah. So I, here, here's my philosophy behind this whole thing. Okay. I want you online three times a week for 30 minutes. And I, all I want you doing during that time period is sending messages. And I give them homework that they have to send five messages and they have to send the messages to me. And then I critique the messages. You know, like, okay, this message was great because it was interesting. This one sounds like this one put me to sleep. I was snoring when I read this yes. message. Seven other women sending that same message. Right. Exactly. 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 So that's all I want you online, other than when your phone alerts you that you've got a message, then go online and respond to the person. But other than that, that's all I want you on because again, I don't want you frustrated. I don't want you birds out. And the other thing is, I always notice when I'm coaching people because I have them for two months and I coach I coach them once a week um, online and I'm on, on the site with them. The first two weeks, everyone wants to quit. Everyone wants to quit. Um, And I'm like, here's the deal. Commit to online dating for three months. That's it, three months. That's all you have to do, three months. And I think there is a very high chance that you will meet somebody. A very, very good chance. Okay, I'm going to go back to your point about not checking emails. So I'm going to use myself in this example. So um, I told you um, I was married and I was married um, and I was divorced about five years ago and two teenage daughters at home. And so, you know, no way I'm not dating. Right. Even though I do what I do. Right. Um, I kind of living vicariously like through my clients. So I'm not dating. And then two years ago I decided, okay, youngest one, uh, youngest one's a senior. The other one's at college. I'm like time, time, time to date. So I write my profile. Which, by the way, I don't recommend you guys writing your own profiles because it's hard to write your own profile. You um, and that, it is. It is because you either feel like you're bragging or oh, then I can tell you another story about that. Okay, but I'll, but I'll wait a second. So I'll just finish this. So okay, so I jump in like I do everything. Okay, so I jump in. I'm doing online dating. I know exactly. One app and one site, I'm definitely going on. I know it's going to be good for me. And I write my profile. I put my pictures up. I call my best friend whose husband's a professional photographer. So I mix in some of my, you know, just photos that are on my phone along with some professional ones he took. You know, not and, and, and I don't, and don't filter and don't alter your pictures and don't get rid of wrinkles. Like we are, we want to show up like what we're really going to look like, right? So, okay. So I go online, and this was so stupid. The first seven days, I went on five first dates. That is way too many dates. Five. Five. I'm crazy. That's a lot. That's a lot, because you know what? I couldn't, by the end, I couldn't remember what I talked about with each person um, or what story I told them. I mean, you know, just things you talked about. And, okay, so here's what I would say about each person I met. I liked them all. No chemistry. Except maybe for one. We ended up going on three dates. Okay. But they were all normal. Okay. One was a doctor. One was one of the Shark Tank producers who ended up, actually, he was very interesting. He invited me to one of the shows where they vet the people that get to go on Shark Tank. And I went to the dinner with him, just as friends. So, you know, interesting people. I went out with a hedge fund guy. I went out with, oh, a drummer in a rock and roll band. Me, a drummer in a rock and roll band. I was like, oh my gosh, this is wild. Like I would have never met this guy in my real life, right? So it was interesting. And you know, anyway. Okay, and then, oh, the last guy. Oh, he was a doctor. He was so boring. And he just went on and on and I, but you know, he was like a plastic surgeon and I decided I'm just going to shut up and learn. So I, you know, during, it was a lunch date and I just, you know, asked him a lot of questions and he's telling me like about the best vitamins for your skin and what he recommends. I was like, I got a free consult, but anyway. Okay. So those are my dates. Okay. But. So here, here's here's what, the point I'm get, going to, like don't go on that many dates in the first week, but there, there's more to it than that. To your point about not checking online for a while. So there's this one guy I spotted and I thought, oh, he is so cute. And, um, and he didn't respond to me right away. And oh, and believe me, there were, by the way, the statistics for response for every five messages you write, one person's going to respond. So that's why you've got to send those messages. Okay. And that's why I give a lot of homework on messaging to to my clients. Okay. So anyway, I send this guy a message. I thought it was a cute message. Um and I don't hear from him until like three weeks later. So anyway, we go out on a date, um, and he is Really cute and really interesting and really tall, like six foot four. And um he and he said, Oh, you know what? I've been on um this site for five years. I'm like, Five years? Oh my god, shoot me. And he said, Oh, I never check it. I keep forgetting and it just auto-renews all the time. And uh and I've just been on it forever and I just happened to check it and I saw you and um he goes, I was just lucky that I checked it that week. So you know, some of these people like they just forget to check. And I'm like thankful this guy finally checked. Um, so anyway, um, fast forward, he's like perfect for me. We start dating. this past Christmas, Christmas twenty twenty three, we got engaged. Um oh so does it work? Yeah, it works for my clients. I mean, more important well. I mean, I'm happy it works for me, but it works. It works if you do, if you do it right and you go in with the right attitude too, and you're not listening to your girlfriend's horror stories Mm -hmm. and, and you're not going on a site like I had, Oh, this is another Nashville client. Her best friend lives in New York and she's like, Andrea, I want to go on coffee meets bagel. And I'm like, why in Nashville? And she goes, because my best friend is in New York and she met her boyfriend. And I said, oh, okay. So first of all, Coffee Meets Bagel, great site in Boston, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, not in Nashville in the South. There's like, they just don't have a membership. So like, just because your friend met on a certain site doesn't mean you're going to, and that's where people get frustrated too. They'll be like, oh, but she met him right away on X site. Why, why didn't I? Because it's the wrong site for you. And demographically where you live, you know, geographically where you live.
1: Yeah. I can say something really defeating about dating is a lot of times you have friends that are well meaning that will criticize you and how you go about dating. It's hard to talk about. They're like, oh, well, you're just doing it wrong or you're just picking their, you know, and you don't want to be nitpicked at. It's it's a very vulnerable subject. It it is. Because people are always waiting to give you unsolicited advice. And or if you're single and you're okay being single, they're like, oh you poor thing, oh my gosh. And it's like, I've got a lot going for me. Like why is that a fixation?
0: You know, exactly. And your friends that are married or in serious relationships or your family members. Think they're even worse, uh, you know. That are married, they they don't get it. They don't get it, and then and then they'll be like, "Oh, you know, Ella, you're so pretty and so successful. Why would you have to go on one of those horrible dating sites um, or apps?" You know, like they don't, they they just don't get it. Now, family members are probably from a different generation. That's why they don't get it. Your friends that met organically in college or, you know, grad school and workplace, they don't get it because they never did it. But once you hit, you know, 30 or 35 or 40, it's totally normal. And, you know, like I said, my success rates over 65% of my clients are in relationships. So it's high. Um, So there's, there's good people out there.
1: That's awesome. I like that your approach to it is because. You're going to have, you are the dating expert. You don't, you're not just an expert on your dating life. You've helped other people and you know, you're, you're, you're in a situation where you can say, Hey, don't talk about yourself this way. Don't put this in your profile. Don't filter your photos.
0: You you're in a position where you can say that. Uh, uh, You know what? Exactly. Sometimes the things people want to put in their profiles, I'm going to give you a really quick example. Um, I had a client and this is about a year ago. And male client, and then not from Nashville. So he he's from um the East Coast. Okay. Best selling New York Times author, um, fiction thriller kind of stuff. I love him. I read every one of his books. He throws out a ton of books a year. Okay, so I love him. So I'm on the phone with him, I do a Zoom call. And at the end he said to me, he goes, um, do you want me to, to send you the profile I wrote, you know, that I've been using? And I said, No, because I don't want any preconceived, you know, notions. I let me write from scratch, because that's how I do it. You know, I, I I just like write what I feel and what, what I think is going to work. Okay, so a couple days later, I send him his profile and I email it to him. And it's early in the morning and I'm like at my I'm um, on my laptop and I've got a cup of coffee and he calls me and he goes, i got your profile. Um, and I said, oh, what did you think? He said, are you on your computer? And said, it's like, yes. He said, open up. I just sent you um, an email. So I opened it up and it's his profile that he wrote himself. Now, again, New York Times best-selling author, like this guy rocks. I open it up, I start reading, we're on speakerphone, I'm sipping my coffee and I started to laugh and I spit my coffee all over my keyboard and he heard it. And he goes, it's horrible, isn't it? And I said, yes, it is so horrible. And you are like so talented and I buy all your books on my Kindle. And, he, and we were both laughing so hard because you, know, you can write about a character, but writing about yourself is so hard to do um and I, you know i i don't i don't recommend it you know even if you're a really good writer or you you know professionally you write or you're you know you're a book editor or something that doesn't mean you can write about yourself you know if you can if you can throw it off to a pro um to do some of these things for you it's just going to speed up your success and it's going to lessen your frustration dramatically.
1: Delegating. I talk about it all the time. Delegate some of the menial tasks to someone that knows what it's what they are doing.
0: Yeah. You know, it's like a lot of people, you know, a lot of people play tennis, but, you know, they didn't just go out on the court and play a game without lessons, you know, or you play golf or Oh, so many of my millennial clients now, it used to just be like the baby boomers. Now it's the millennials. They're playing pickleball. They're all taking like a couple clinics before they hit the court, right? Um, so they know what they're doing. Um, it's the same with dating. Why wouldn't you, you know, want to get you know, a little bit of advice and from, from a pro before, before you do this? Because isn't this like one of the most important parts of your life? You know your love life and who, who you end up with, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, y- who you're going to be living with and spending an exorbitant amount of time with, possibly raising kids with. You gotta be picky. You have to be extremely picky about who you allow, who you allow in your house.
0: Exactly, I, I agree with you. And you know, sometimes that—that's funny. You say the- you use the word picky. Because sometimes my clients, will, when they first come to me and they first call me, they'll be like, you know, maybe I'm not doing well online dating because I'm too picky. And I'm like, well, I don't know what you're doing. But, you know, after I listen to them, I, for the most part, I say, no, you are not being too picky. You're just going about it the wrong way. That's just what it is. Um, but being picky, nothing wrong with being picky. Um, like, like you said, this is the person you may have children with and be connected for the rest of your life, right? My mom always says, she's like,
1: she's like, I am so glad you are selective. She's like, I've had friends end up in very hostile situations and very miserable situations because they felt like they had to settle down. But they're yep. mindful of the consequences in overlooking some deal breakers.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. You know, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that. Um, and yeah, you know, a lot of times when, when I do that, the initial zoom call to get somebody started with me, um, I, I ask a lot of questions and for the most, a lot, sometimes people don't know exactly what they want, but they definitely know what they don't Mm-hmm. And for me, that's as good as knowing what they want, um because you know i can I can flip that around, and then and, you know the other part about it, so yeah, be picky, but also you've gotta go in into this with like a really good attitude um you know, I mean, you don't have to be like, you know. Rainbows and unicorns and all that kind of stuff, but a good attitude will get you really, really far. Plus, men—you know—since I'm speaking mostly to a female audience, I think right now, um, men like positive women. You know, no, nobody likes. I—I I had a client, um, a male client, and you know, so okay. So every week I'm on the phone, you know, listening to what happened the previous week with his dates and. He went out with this woman and him and I had picked her out together online. Very pretty. They had a ton in common and shows up on the date. They're having lunch and she walks in 10 minutes late and she immediately said to him, I'm late. My Uber driver was absolutely horrible. My hair is rude from the rain. I cannot even believe this day. And he's like, I don't care how hot she was. I was, like, so glad I could get out of there in 45 minutes because all she did was complain, you know. So good looks are not going to make up for complaining. There's absolutely no way, you know. And it's just, I don't know. People generally, I find, are on their best behavior dating in the first month. And after the first month, you really find out, you know, when real life, Issues come in the way, or you know, little problems—not necessarily between you, but just you know, life or work or you know, your career, whatever. You, you find out what they're what you know they're really like. Um, but I just thought that was that was a good example example of complaining. I mean, the rain—I don't have an umbrella. The Uber driver was horrible. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. For me, a big tell
1: is how they treat the wait staff. How they, how they like, oh, they don't deserve a tip or, you know, judging them for, if there's, you know, 20 of us and there's one waitress, I don't expect them to be at my beck and call all the time. You know, I just, the empathy that you have for somebody working in the public is a big deal. I judge everybody by that. Honestly, I, <laughs> I've had people be rude like friends be rude to the waitress and I will like sneak a peek just to make sure they left a tip. And if they didn't, I'll leave enough to make up for it because I think it's just, it says a lot about empathy, how you treat somebody that is
0: waiting on you. Absolutely. A very good tell and a, and a very big red flag or a very big green flag depending on on how they treat people. I totally agree with you. Um, Uh, You know, another thing that comes up with dating, and I get this question a lot, is, okay, you did lunch for your first date, or you did a drink and it turned into a drink and an appetizer, right? The check comes. Um, What do you do? Um, Okay, it varies by parts of the country, but in your area, um, in the Nashville area, in the South. with the exception of New York and Los Angeles, um, it's generally the man who wants you know, who pays the check and they want to pay the check. It's just something, you know, ingrained in them. But I also think it's very nice when the check comes and he's reaching for his credit card or reaches for the check to say, Oh, may I, may I help with that? And it just shows you have good manners and what do they say 98% of the time? Oh, no, 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 no. I've got this. I've got this. But, you know, I, th- I think it's a nice thing to, to say. Yeah. And right. I think men appreciate it.
1: Yeah. And so, what I've been told too is, and this is, I think you have to take some dating books with a grain of salt. You have to take, but if a guy's interested, he wants to pay no questions.
0: Absolutely. So
1: sometimes it's assumed that they're going to pay for you on a date. And I know, um, something that's important to you that you do look at is financial stability. And Dana, that's important. so important. Can you share why you feel like that's important?
0: I can just say my spiel on it, but. Absolutely. Financial stability is, is key. Um, if you're financially stable, you want, you, you want somebody who's financially stable as well, uh, now that's something that depending on you know if it's an app or a dating site generally we inject into the profile you know something about you know I'm financially you know I'm financially stable just like you just like you are or something you know something like that because you don't want somebody who when you're 6 months into a relationship and you're like hey you know let's let's go to italy for a week on a vacation who's like oh you know i'm going to have to save up for 2 years to do something like that um or who has a poor credit rating or who you know you could, there, there's a lot of tells and, and and you know what it also goes to um kind of the trustworthiness of the person too um you know, I mean, what what does a bad credit rating mean? It means you have you a lot of debt. Your bills, yeah, you debt. You're not paying your bills. Um, you know, maybe you've had a bankruptcy or something repossessed. You know, thank God, I don't. I really don't work with that. Uh, I I don't have that happen very often. And I guess I guess this has come to the forefront even more so over the last week or two with. That new app that came out, Score, which um, Score is an app that you have to show that you have at least a 675 plus on your credit rating to be able to join to join the site. Um, And I think that's I think you're going to see more and more of the major players in the dating arena, both the sites and the uh, dating sites and the app's pick up on that and not public, not, of course, publish your number, but just, you know, say this person has been screened for financial stability. Um, and you know, probably little print, you know, they have over a six seventy five or a 700, you know, um, uh, credit score. So I, I, I could, I could see that, that happening. And, and I think it's, um, as, As a woman, well, I guess as, you know, as a man too, you know, a man doesn't want to be paying, especially, you know, the millennial crowd, when we're talking about the thirties and forties, I mean, we've been, that crowd's been raised as, you know, we're partners, we're partners in this. Um, You know, I'm not looking for you to take care of me the rest of my life or, you know, or or I'm not a gold digger, blah, 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 blah. Um, So I, I I think it it it, it's it's very interesting. um, The that credit scores um, may become more um, of you know part of online dating.
1: Yeah, and I think there's there is more to financial health than a credit score. But something that's very important to know is if you combine your finances with somebody, or if you do separate banking accounts. I think having if you have your own property, your own income, your that's I think that's acceptable as well, especially in the coming years. But if you do buy a house together, if you do put your finances together, their finances become your finances, their problems become your problems.
0: Absolutely. Uh, And, and you need to know that before you're either living with somebody or married to somebody. Absolutely. I think that that's an important conversation to have. And, you know, I mean, the, 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 Traditionally, over time, the the most arguments that occurred within a marriage were about money. Uh, so now, you know, we're, we're a little more of an educated generation, uh, the millennials. Um, it's something most people talk about, you know, before, before they get married. Um, I, I was at a dinner not too long ago, and some, somebody at the table, we were talking about credit scores, and somebody at the table says, said I have an 800 and somebody said you can't have an 800 i guess that's like the highest you can get like right He's or is it 850 850? 850? 8, okay 850 then he must have said i have an 850 and i guess it's really rare to get that 850 maybe you'll get an 848 but to get that 850 and he pulls he pulls out a photo on his phone of i forget which which of the three big credit rating places and he goes look, and we all looked, and you know, other people started looking up their you know credit ratings, and most people were in the like high seven hundreds or low eight hundreds. But we, we, it was just, you know, that that was a little bit of a status you know symbol. And he did it like joking around, you know, not, not really to brag, but you know, it, it shows people do care. Mm-hmm. It
1: shows people that you can show up, that you can follow through with commitment, that you can pay your bills, and there absolutely. are absolutely. There are people out there that say, no, a credit score doesn't matter. A credit score doesn't mean that you have money, but it does show that you're able to follow
0: through with something financially. It shows responsibility. It's responsibility. And you want somebody, if you're thinking of spending the rest of your life with somebody and you're thinking possibly of having children, don't you want somebody who's responsible and trustworthy? I think so. Absolutely.
1: share with us what you have coming down the pipeline in the future.
0: Well, let's see. I have a book coming out that will be coming out in the fall. Um, And it's really um, all about online dating. And it's kind of an online dating workbook, too. So you can kind of work your way through um, how how to do this and how to, how to do this um, successfully. Um, And I'm working on a Netflix series right now. Um, So we'll see, you know, when you say you're working on a Netflix series, you never know if it's really going to come to fruition or not. That's amazing. Um, So it's all, it's, it's about online dating and we're just in the beginning of screening the people that are going to be, uh, featured going through online dating the entire online dating process and with me kind of overseeing you know their progress and their coaching calls and there'll be some following of them out on their dates and uh, feedback after the date so so that should be that should be really interesting and we're using several different dating sites and apps but that's going to sort of to still we're still screening the people so working on that, but you know really the majority of my time is spent on um working with clients um you know on coaching calls and helping them progress um with 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 online dating and i just added um i was primarily doing the us and i just added england to the mix now one thing i love about uh, the british they're so open to online dating. It's like everybody does it. Nobody thinks anything of it, including like the elders, you know, the baby boomer generation. They're all like, yeah, that's a great way to meet people. So, you know, they it's interesting that they're very, you know, open-minded about that. So that's pretty much what what I have going on. That's amazing.
1: I really look forward to checking out your book. And I think it would be amazing. I think that would be a hit for... I know my generation because online dating is still like there was where people dated. I did have some friends that dated in college and married their college sweethearts and I have friends that were on a ton of dating sites. I also have friends that were set up by other friends and things that aren't necessarily working for everybody. So it'd be really interesting to see a Netflix series and say how popular online dating has become seeing the success story, success stories and the uh, you know maybe learn some lessons on what to avoid as well
0: right because there there are i mean there's you know when i say 65% of my clients are in relationships i mean that's pretty darn good right yes um so when you're thinking about online dating are there red flags you betcha but that's something like i can just look at profiles um online and right away say uh-uh no and my client will say what's wrong with them and I'll be like I see two things that's wrong with him he, one he only has one photo two he wrote this uh you're not gonna like that and she'll be like wow okay you know and I'm like what's he hiding to only put one photo up uh you know there's something and how do we know it's him um I'm very suspicious that there's one photo you know all those different little tells That you can very quickly then go through people online and. uh... Sorry, Gardner.
1: (laughs) Tell everybody how we can work with you and how we can continue to learn more from you.
0: Absolutely. Well, I write um, weekly uh, two blogs um, about dating, so you can find those at thirty three dates.com so that's 33000 dates with an s.com. So you can read uh, you can read my blogs there and um, I do two minute dating videos too on uh, specific topics. so you can check those out on my website. And if you want to sign up for a 15 minute free call with me to see if I think I can help you, you can do that through my website too, again, 33000Days.com. And um, we, talk for, we chat for 15 minutes on the phone about you. And at the end, I'll be able to say, you know, yes, I think I can help you. Or, you know, maybe I'll point you in a different direction. Um, so uh, that's, that's how you can work with me and follow, follow me. Amazing. Well, I know so many people that
1: will greatly benefit from your leadership and your expertise.
0: Thank you. You know, I I love what I do. I love, I really like my clients a lot too. And I, and I just, I really get excited, you know, when I get those Saturday night texts, like, oh my gosh, we had a four hour date and this happened. I'm so excited, you know, and I'm excited uh, too. So I think I have a great job because I meet like so many different types of people.
1: Isn't that amazing? And it's when you when somebody loves what they do, it's just
0: so inspiring. Thank you, yeah, you know it's um it's you know i I, I tell my my kids that too, you know do, do something you love because you're gonna you spend your whole life doing it, and god- God only knows you know it was like serendipity that that this is where I ended up, I mean, yes, you know, I mean, I fixed up friends in high school and college, but what does that mean? You know, um, I I remember telling my parents what I was going to do, you know, after my fiance dumped me and my mom was like, honey, that's really embarrassing. You know, this is in the 1990s. I don't even know if you were born yet. It's the 1990s, And, you know, my mom was like, that's embarrassing. And and I don't think she told any of her friends what I was doing until the New York Times did an article on me. And then she was like showing, you know, showing me off. But before that, I was an embarrassment.
1: Come on, and you know what? All great success stories start with people judging you. I think I think that's true. Yeah, yeah. And then Overcoming that's that's at least what I hear on the show. People come in, they're like, "Yeah, you know, I came with this idea, and this is what I was told. This is and
0: they build <sighs> they build their empire." You know, when I was working on 33,000 dates and I was writing my business plan and I had a couple people read it and I had two people read it and they both said, nobody's going to do this. But you know what? They said the same thing when I started It's Just Lunch and I showed them my business plan and, you know, I've just learned, like, whatever. Um, and this is what, this is what I, I tell my kids. Um, okay, if you have a great idea or an idea you think is great. Um, At least 100 people have the same idea. Probably 10 are thinking seriously of doing it. Five have maybe written something down about it. And two are probably working on it. And, you know, those are totally, that's what I tell my girls. So, you know, those are totally numbers I've made up. I mean, I, I have nothing to base that on, but it's like when people have, ideas other other people have your idea too so if you really think it's a great idea like go for it um write the business plan um you know hopefully it's not too capital intensive and you can test it out and you can get you know a couple of good people to read your business plan and give you some good feedback um you know versus negative feedback um but but i but I, I i do- I do believe that I mean this country's board you know just is all about entrepreneur um entrepreneurism, and uh yeah, there's a lot of opportunities
1: amazing amazing. do you have any lasting advice that you want to leave the listeners?
0: Well, I would say, as far as dating, yes, if you feel like you're not ready to date yet. You're getting over like a bad breakup. Um, You've been working a lot, Uh, whatever. You're just scared about the whole thing. The best thing you can do um, is, you know, hire somebody who knows what they're doing and go out on a couple of first dates in the first couple of weeks because your confidence is going to soar. And that's that's the one thing, you know, when people say, I'm really nervous about this. I have a lot of anxiety about this. I'm really shy. Um, I don't think this is going to work. Their confidence goes through the roof after they've had two or three dates and they realize, oh, wow, I can talk to somebody. I'm, you know, I'm somewhat charming on, on a date. You know, somebody asked me for a second date. You know, your confidence just soars. So if you're getting over a relationship, um, I think the best thing to do is get back out there again. Um, and then, and then having somebody hold your hand through the process and be your cheerleader. I think that helps a lot.
1: That's so helpful. And I think coaching is not, I mean, it's important in general but having somebody that knows what they're doing that knows the industry well and is has the stats behind it is right so critical
0: i i think so i think so too and you know i just want to see people happy um and i mean another person is never going to make you happy i mean you have to be already kind of happy inside but when people find their their person Um, You know, it's just, it's a really cool thing.
1: Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing with us. I have a feeling you're going to get a lot of 15 minute calls out of this.
0: Ah. (laughs) Well, like I told you, Ella, I I know Nashville, like the back of my hand. So, um, and other parts of the country, but um, yeah, Nashville. Hey, Nashville ladies, there are good men out there. So good to know. <laughs>